0: it's all about the 12 hour and Clipsal 500 this week on inside motorsport i hope you stay with us welcome back to inside motorsport for another week joining me from speed tv and of course sbs's speed week is richard crowell good evening richard good evening craig and also peter norton of course our v8 supercar expert peter with Clipsal on the horizon it is really the time that everyone starts focusing in on the season ahead this building everyone's keen to bring it on well before they bring it on they were spent 12 hours or some of the V drivers spent 12 hours in the cars up there at the mountain Richard you were there as part of the commentary team which has seen speed TV take on the event for the final part and hopefully from what they saw online and what they saw you doing in uh, the speed TV Foxtel colors they will be considering about giving this event further coverage in the years to come
1: certainly hope so Craig and you know the feedback that we've received so far has been really positive it was a big step for the event to go to having a live tv component remember back in the 12 hour in when it started in you know the early 90s I think it was 94 they had quite a chunk of the the race broadcast on channel 10 so it's not a an unforeseen thing and I think uh, if the ratings are right for this year and you know the advertising spend is there and the interest is there to do it well then sure we might see more of it next year hopefully we could see perhaps the start maybe some of the middle stage of the race uh, live on speed. Great reaction, great motor race. Like, we were all sitting down afterwards going, oh, this happened and that happened, and then we all paused and went, well, actually what it was was just another Bathurst race. It was just the same kind of stuff that always happens at that place when you go motor racing there. And we had rain, we had crashes, we had drama, we had an amazing dogfight between the two Audis and the Merck for about an hour in the middle of the race. It was phenomenal stuff to watch, let alone call. And, you know, great motor race. It's a great thing. Um, and, you know, this year, substantially better over last because we had an amazing field of outright GT3 cars, and I think that's only going to get stronger as the race goes on.
0: Now, of course, one thing that fascinated me, and I'm, I'm not sure if, Peter, you saw the footage of it, but we, in qualifying, saw the Lamborghini just smashed the wall and the driver looked like he was thrown over to the passenger's side such was the violence of the wreck richard
1: yeah 10 to 15 g hit that for ted hugeland who's 76 years of age um and and that's not a commentary on on what caused the incident he, he made a mistake he missed his braking marker turned in way too hot at turn one the thing that got me about that crash was that everyone talks about the top of the mountain that run from turned to Griffin's Bend all the way to the elbow as being the most challenging bit of tarmac in australia which it is but it's proof that even the most innocuous 90 degree left-hand corner can claim and write off a car which it's done that car is absolutely toast they'll put it uh, slide it out of the truck straight into the wheelie bin Um, and it claimed another car during the race in the roger lager uh, lamborghini so you don't want to be driving a Lambo through that corner. You want to be a little bit careful, but you, the place bites. It's Bathurst. It, it is what it is. It was a frightening hit, though. Massive hit, and mm. Ted's pretty bruised and pretty swollen. I've spoken to him since the race. He's OK, but um, pretty downbeat about it. And, and actually, Cam McConville, who was down to drive that car, was, was absolutely shattered. He, he thought they were in with a real chance at, um, at winning the motor race, and obviously he was pretty shattered for, for Ted, who owns the car and the team. But hey, that's, um, that's the sport, isn't it? That's the, uh, what we go racing for. You get the highs and the lows as well.
0: Mm. Now, of course, uh, you talked about the Audi battle with the Mercedes and uh, it came down to an Audi and the Mercedes in the end, but really the number one Audi, their experience, even though it was a different team this year, the experience mm. of their two drivers who were coming back for a second time really did shine in the end.
1: Yeah, it, it's basically what happened was it was like... Uh, instead of having triple eight or the holden racing team as the factory holden team you had triple eight it's basically you know the best of both worlds so team Yost didn't come back team phoenix did They're dtm champions they've won just about everything in europe great at endurance racing so they won the two of the three drivers from last year christopher meese and darryl young uh, took victory and a young german 23 year old by the name of Christa jentz came down uh, his first look at mount panorama and got a victory and Actually, he had a really stirring middle stint where he passed the Mirka on the outside at the chase in boring rain and about 50 metres of visibility about midway through. So, great drive. Mercedes, Erebus Racing teamed up with Black Falcon from Germany, good cooperation. They worked really well. They, they didn't have the outright speed of the Audis and especially the Ferrari that ran away with the race in the early stages, but... Uh, really good result, and um, we've got a fan in Bathurst in New Rowan, Bleakamall, and this guy's won his class at Le Mans. He's won races in A1 GP, but um, he couldn't shut him up all weekend about Mount Panorama. In fact, the only thing that could shut him up was a pretty bad case of laryngitis, and he couldn't speak for about two days. But aside from that, absolutely loved the place. And third place was uh, the Clearwater Racing Ferrari out of Asia, um, who uh, had Craig Baird amongst their driver lineup. Uh, Mokwen Sung's the team owner, and Matt Griffin, an Irishman, who's a, a works Ferrari GT driver. Good combination, really good run all day. They finished third. So, yeah, great res- great race, three different marks in the top three at the end, and uh, a really, really interesting strategic battle at the end, but uh, the, the first half of the dogfight. And by the way, guys, new lap record set at Bathurst. None of this practice or unofficial private whatever lap record you might have. This is a race lap record, Two minutes, 6.335, set by Alan Simonson, early in the race at about uh, 7.30 in the morning. So proper lap record set to in the early stages of a 12-hour race.
2: Mm.
0: Well, from the 12-hour, we focus in on this weekend's racing and the Clipsal 500. Peter, a very interesting race, a very different race to a 12-hour, but still has its challenges because it is a long race by V8 Supercar standards.
2: Yes, it has a long history of bringing out drama. Whether it's the uh, you know the heat affecting the drivers uh, across a you know, very hot uh, long day, um, of course the notorious Turn Eight that seems to bite someone every year, uh, or whether just you know weird things in terms of uh, you know technical rulings and uh, rear spoilers falling off cars, and there's always some drama that uh, is managed to get drawn out in this race. So uh, I think everyone is looking forward to it because um, those dramas often can uh, create a bit of an upset. Um, You know, the the top teams with the top form are always there at the pointy end, but uh, look out for the drama. Mm.
0: Now this year, HRT and Triple Eight got confirmed before the Clipsal races being Holden teams for the future. They were the two teams that were on the top step of the podium at the end of last year's Clipsal. Do you see anything different? Yes, it makes
2: a very formidable lineup for Holden Motorsport, doesn't it? Through long-term investment and uh, making sure that they're aligned with the right teams and the best engineering, the best drivers, uh, they've got the track record and they have to be uh, some of the favourites for the Clipsal 500 and the V8 Supercar Championship this year.
0: Mm. Now, Richard, it's not just about V8 Supercars for the fans. They love seeing the things that hark back to Formula 1 era. And we're going to see Alan Jones's World Championship Formula One car with Alan Jones at the circuit this weekend.
1: Yeah, exciting stuff. And, you know, AJ, is very fond of the circuit. I use the joke that uh, I used in our Inside Motorsport show and say that he'll probably actually get more laps in the Williams this weekend than he ever did driving the Beatrice when he actually raced at the Australian Grand Prix in uh, 1985. So, yeah, look, um, good stuff. And, and it harks back to the history of, of what... The place has got and and it really is a bit like a permanent circuit in that it's got 25 years of history and tradition and crashes and epic moments that everybody remembers and everybody associates with the adelaide street circuit so the fact that as a v8 supercar event they can still use what's happened in the f1 days as leverage to promote it to grow it and to get some interest in it is is great and you know i love it's such a good open wheel track it's a fantastic wings and slick circuit Um, and it makes great racing for those cars, so seeing them back there is going to be a a real joy.
0: Formula 3 is on the card. Peter, is Formula 3 going to drag you out to harken back to those Grand Prix days?
2: Um, I'm actually, just quietly, a a little bit of a fan of Formula 3. I do like it when uh, they're on the upswing and more professional teams are coming. To me, they've had a, a quiet couple of years, um, I would really love to see them uh, get some momentum behind that championship. So, yeah, I, I am quietly interested in that
0: one. Well, Richard is the man behind the championship, of course, being on the board and uh, uh, a mover and shaker. What are we expecting from Formula 3? Because it does seem like you've turned the corner.
1: Hang on, I'll, I'll just change caps. I'll just put my F3 hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, it's looking pretty good. Um, we're, we're certainly at the bottom of an ebb for a while there last year. We were really struggling for numbers, and, and we know that. And we know where it was at. Um, It's looking pretty good. We've got a really good field. There's seven outright 07 cars that I think can win races. Um, The big uh, big names from last year are back. Chris Gilmore's back. He's going to try and be the first driver to win back-to-back titles uh, since 2000, 2001. Matt Sophie's back. John Magro's back um james winslow is back which is great news it was only confirmed yesterday but he's back uh, driving for our motorsport so another former champion in the field he's won 16 races which is second only to tim macro in the all-time f3 list so you know he's got great pedigree it's a great field there's some really great young guys in too. A uh, young guy from adelaide called jordan skinner who's going to make his debut he's raced over in british formula Fork for a couple of years so he's battle-hardened he's had that wheel-to-wheel european experience now he wants to get the the wings and slicks experience here in australia before it gets too expensive back over in europe um and then there's a couple of other great young stars uh, who are coming back into the category so it's looking good a little bit unfortunate that we've actually had three cars in the last week be unable to rock up for various reasons one of them the driver young victorian driver Lockheed marshall broke his wrist while he was training it's just one of those dull moments you get uh, in life um, John Mills, who's got a Miguel, unfortunately his wife uh, had some uh, medical dramas so they've had to pull out uh, while that's attended to. Obviously you've got to take care of family first. Um, and one, one of the other dramas, believe it or not, one of the cars was stuck in uh, Australian customs for a little while and wasn't cleared in time to be prepped in time to come to Adelaide and race. So, uh, a slight setback, shall we say, but those cars are all going to be out later in the season so we're looking good for 15, 16 cars for the remainder of the year. So certainly on an
0: upward swing. Well, Richard and Peter, we look forward to seeing the first V8 supercar race of the season and also seeing the F3s out for the first round of their championship. Thanks for your time today for joining us on here on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Craig. All right, Ben. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.